Greetings and welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. My name is John Lovering, and it is my pleasure to host this program. On this track, we turn back the clock to November 25th, 1942, to the hit NBC radio show, It's Time to Smile Show, starring Eddie Cantor. Eddie got his start with the Ziegfeld Follies and starred in radio in 1931 on the Rudy Valley Fleischmann Hour. Soon he became one of the medium's biggest stars for the next two decades. He also enjoyed success in movies and television. When World War II broke out, he tirelessly supported and entertained our troops, and at one point traveled to Europe and actually got involved in helping get men, women, and children on boats to safety. As a side note, he was a composer, and his most popular song was Merrily We Roll Along. The It's Time to Smile show, which was a comedy music variety program, played Monday nights on the NBC network from October 2, 1940 to June 24, 1946. It featured many great guest stars, and uh, one interesting note is that Eddie signed a young talent by the name of Dinah Shore to the show as a regular. She often credited Eddie for teaching her self-confidence, comedic timing, and ways of connecting with an audience. Now, Eddie Cantor starred or appeared in 30 films from 1923 to 1953. He hosted and appeared as a guest on many television shows from 1944 to 1960. He passed away on October 10, 1964 in Beverly Hills, California. He was 72. On this track, you're going to hear a show that was broadcast live on November 25, 1942, and features guest star Jack Benny, who was a very close friend of Eddie Cantor. And Harry Von Zell is the announcer. Thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. This is Eddie Cantor. Connect me with Fink's Drugstore. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Fink's Drugstore. Hello. Would you please run across the street and call Jack Benny to the phone? Mr. Benny happens to be here now, but you'll have to wait a minute. He's talking to the manager at the pinball machine. (laughs) Ah, that was a lucky one. Two nickels, please. We don't pay off on tilts. Listen, buddy, I play the game fair and square. I don't, I don't even lay my hands on the machine. What I do with my feet is pure skill. <laughs> Sorry, we have rules. We do not pay off on a pinball game unless the machine remains inside the store at all times. <laughs> but Mr. Fink... You shoved it so close to the soda fountain, you shot the last three balls into the molded milkshake. <laughs> Look, if that's the way you want to run your drugstore, I'll go elsewhere. Please try to understand, Mr. Benny. I don't mind you shoving the machine a little. But you're not supposed to break the glass and put the balls where you want them. <laughs> that was an accident. I dropped my handkerchief on it. Your handkerchief? Yes, I had my lunch in it. <laughs> I come here just for coffee, not to eat. 
Oh, all right. Here are your nickels. Benny. Didn't even touch them. Uh, you're wanted on the phone. Well, thanks. Help me get this pinball machine off my back. Accusing <laughs> a guy of... Hello? Jack, this is Cantor. I got your message to call. Oh, yes, yes, Eddie, this is urgent. I must see you immediately regarding a proposition. Look, Jack, I'm not going to get stung with any more of your propositions. I didn't mind last month when you stole me that piece of property and told me it was a gold mine. It is, Eddie. I tell you, miniature golf courses are coming back. <laughs> but that's just a small deal. This position is big. It's tremendous. Suppose I come over and discuss it with Look, you. Look, Jack, I'm going on the air in a minute. I can't have you barging in on my program unless the sponsor gives us consent. Okay, I'll hang around the drugstore until you hear from your sponsor. You can't afford to miss this opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, Bristol Myers, the makers of Ipana for the Smile of Beauty and Sal Hepatica for the Smile of Health present It's Time to Smile with Eddie Cantor. <laughs> Everybody. How are you, Harry? Say, Eddie, I overheard your conversation with Jack Benny. You know you don't need the sponsor's consent. Now, why don't you let him come on the program? Harry, we've got a good thing here, haven't we? Yes. We're both eating regularly? Yeah. We get paid every week? Well, what's all that got to do with Jack coming on our program? Listen, if our sponsor finds out people are supposed to laugh, we're through, you know. <laughs> Besides, Harry, I don't like to have him around. He's such a cheap guy. Oh, no, Eddie, that's just a rumor. <laughs> no, really, it's a rumor. I happen to know that for Mary's last birthday... Jack gave her a beautiful silver fox muff. Silver fox muff? Yes. That was Benny's toupee with a zipper on it. <laughs> uh, Eddie, you're exaggerating. I'm again. not. That guy is really tight. Wednesday, he goes into a butcher shop and gets some liver for his dog. Thursday, he gets some hamburger for his dog. Friday, he gets bones for his dog. Yeah, well, what's chief about that? Harry, he's got no dog. <laughs> I never thought Jack was that stingy. He's always been that way. When Benny was a baby, he was weaned on a piggy bank. <laughs> Believe me, Harry. Oh, I have the phone already. Hello? Anything new? <laughs> no, Jack. The sponsor hasn't called yet. Why can't you tell me about your proposition now? Look, not over the phone, Eddie. It's too big, too important. Look, did John D. Rockefeller ever transact business over a phone? Did Rockefeller ever discuss million-dollar deals over a phone? Yes, he did. Well, who do you think I am, Rockefeller? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Yeah, but, 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 Jack, I'm busy. Will you call me back? Okay, okay. I don't know what to do with that guy. He is the... Oh, hello, Miss Cannon. Well, it's Hattie McDaniel. <laughs> Hattie, I've been looking for you all day. Where have you been? I've been substituting for Rochester over at Mr. Benny's house. <laughs> yes, they put poor Rochester in jail last night. In jail? What for? He smiled doing a blackout. <laughs> he, you say he smiled? Yes, sir. And the golden is Pete lit up Hollywood Boulevard, Clara Glendy. <laughs> Tell me, Hattie, I'm anxious to know. You've been in Mr. Benny's house. Has he really got a piggy bank? Oh, no, sir. He hasn't? Awesome, but he's the only man I know who's got a mattress that jingle, jangle, jingle. <laughs> well, Mr. Cantor, I'll be running along now. All right, goodbye, Hattie. So long. I'm dreaming of a fine Christmas. <laughs>
Santa speaking. Oh, oh, is this you, Eddie? I must have dialed your number by mistake. Uh... <laughs> However, since you're on the phone, anything new? Not yet, Jack. Well, I hate to bother you so much, but don't worry about the sponsor. I'll drop over later on. So long. So long. Harry, I can't understand that, Benny. He is so... Come in. Anything new? <laughs> Jack, why, it's Jack Benny. Wait a minute, Eddie. What do you mean, surprise? In the first place, I just got through talking to you on the phone. Last week, you announced that I was going to be on your program. I announced it on my show Sunday. It's been an all-the-radio column. You've had eight Pinkerton detectives following me for five days. Now, when I walked in here, why did you get so excited? Well, look, Jack, let's not fool ourselves. If I didn't get so excited when you walked in, if I didn't say, why, it's Jack Benny! You think you'd get such a big reception? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, yeah? Well, Jack, I'm going to show you the difference. Walk out and come in again. All right, I will. Come in. Why, it's Jack Penny. <laughs> now, about this proposition... <laughs> Forget business, forget business a while. Business, business, business. I haven't seen you for so long, Jack. Let's just have a friendly chat. All right. Is it a money-making proposition? <laughs> well, no, no, not exactly, no. So how are you feeling, Jack? How are you? Gosh, it's good to see you. You know, I never see you, Jack. Of course, I listen to you every Sunday. Oh, then you, uh, Eddie, you did hear me mention that I was going to be on your program, didn't you? Yes, Jack. That's the part I heard. Oh. Yes. Now, I'm... <laughs> And on your show, you also mentioned going to see the preview of your new picture, George Washington Slept Here. Did you, did you actually go? Yes. Yes, Eddie. I, I finally saw the picture. Well, tell me, Jack, uh, how is it? I mean, were you pleased with your work in it? Well, Eddie, you know, I hate to bring it up in front of all these people. I mean, look, let me tell you something. Now, Eddie, I'm, I'm not conceited. You know that. Of course, Jack. You I mean, I mean, you, you've never heard me rave about myself, have you? Never, Jack. Never. <laughs> well, Eddie, I will amaze you in this picture. <laughs> now, now, look. No kidding. I really will. Really? I, I honestly believe that for the first time, the screen has captured the real me. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear it, Jack. And you know I'm not egotistic. No, 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 See, it's, uh, it's Ann Sheridan. Oh, yes, yes. And, Eddie, I must tell you about one scene we have together. You see, Ann and I have been married for three years. And there's one scene in the garden that'll tear your heart out. Really? Oh, really. It's where I say to her, Connie... See, that's her name in the picture, that's Connie. Connie. 
My name is Billy Boy. <laughs> really? Yeah, look at it. No, but this scene is really beautiful. I yes. say to her... Now, this is after we've been married, you of see, course. for three years, you see. And we're out in the garden, and I say, Connie, Connie, this is our third anniversary. Tell me, sweetheart, do you still love me? And as the moonbeams cast their magic spell over us, she looks into my eyes and softly whispers, no. <laughs> well, Eddie, I saw it and cried. Yeah. Really? And when a fellow as tough as I am can cry at his own picture, well... Uh... Well, that must be a real dramatic highlight, Jack. Huh? Oh, it is, it is. Oh, well, enough about me and everything. <laughs> How's Ida? Did she see my picture? <laughs> She didn't. Tell me, Jack, how do you look on the screen? I mean, how do you photograph? How do I photograph? On the screen, yes. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, Eddie, <laughs> I mean, you know me well. You know I never brag. What the hell? You? I mean, you know that. I know that, Jack. Uh, come here a minute. Yeah. Now, don't, don't misunderstand well, what I'm going to Jack, say. I can, you know. You now, know. look at You've seen Robert Taylor on the screen, haven't you? Uh-huh. Well, oh, let's not talk oh, about yeah. Jack, let me hear. I'm your no, friend. No, let no, me no, hear. I'm acting like a kid. No, 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 no
I've been just telling Harry Von Zell how anxious I am to see you in your new picture, Jack. Really? Yes. Well, that can be arranged, Eddie. I'll leave a couple of passes for you at the box office. <laughs> passes? Yes, yes. It won't cost you a cent. You just have to be there at the theater any time between five and six in the morning, and you can see the picture. <laughs> It's sort of an early bird matinee. Look, Jack, I'd like to see George Washington slept here, but I don't want to get there so early I have to wake him up. <laughs> All right, Eddie, I'll give you two swell tickets for tonight. You'll give me? Give well, me. in return, I'd like to ask a small favor. Uh, remember me telling you over the phone about a certain proposition? Yes, that's it. Come, come. Well, well, here's what it is. Yes. I am going to New York in a couple of weeks. Yes. One see the Brooklyn bombshell there. And I, I'm going to New York in a couple of weeks, and I'd like to take your whole cast with me. That's the favor you... Yes. Your whole cast. Don't be ridiculous, my whole cast. I'm sorry, Jack, but it's no deal. Listen to me, kid. You keep your show, and I'll keep mine. Well, I just thought I'd ask. If you say no, that's the end of it, Eddie. Glad we understand each other. Now, look, Jack. Oh, Mr. Carter. Why, yes, Dinah. Come in, Dinah. You're wanted at the state Thomas, Dinah. Oh, thanks, Dinah. Jack, you, you know Dinah Shaw? Oh, sure, sure. Hello, Dinah. Hello. Uh, I got to run. I can't let you have any of my cash, Jack. You asked me and I told you, and that's right. the way it... Shall it be that way? That'll you be. told me and I told you. I'll see you later. Um, Dinah. Yeah. Uh, Dinah. Uh-huh. Come here a minute, will you? Okay. Look, uh, Dinah. Yeah? Dinah. <laughs> Dinah, are you happy here? <laughs> I mean, are you satisfied with what you're doing and for whom you're doing it? Well, what do you mean, Jack? I mean, wouldn't you rather broadcast on Sunday than on Wednesday? <laughs> well, what's the difference? Well, look, look what it does to your whole week. Look, when you broadcast on Wednesday, let me show you. You broadcast on Wednesday, then all of a sudden comes Thursday and Friday... The first thing you know, your weekend is shot. Then all of a sudden comes Monday and Tuesday and you're working again. Whereas, <laughs> when you broadcast on Sunday, you've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday all to yourself. <laughs> No buts, Dinah. I'm determined to have you work for me. Now, I'll tell you what. I'll pay you twice as much as you get from Cantor. Now, how much does, uh, how much does Eddie pay you? Well... I know how you feel, Ida. <laughs> Dinah, I know how you feel. Just, just whisper it to me. How much does he pay you? He pays me, uh... Hmm. <laughs> Look, Dinah, if you work on Sunday, it'll ruin your whole week. <laughs> Sing
Why, no, 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 Harry. I was just... Oh, say, Harry. What? Come here a minute, will you? What's the matter? Harry, are you happy here? <laughs> yes, I'm very happy here. Oh, I mean, I mean, are you happy in California? Don't you get tired of all this sunshine? Wouldn't you rather go back to New York and step into a nice, slushy gutter? <laughs> what are you driving at? Well, would you be interested in coming back to New York with my show? Well, what about Don Wilson? Oh, Don's all right, but with the meat rationing, I'd like to get a smaller announcement. <laughs> and he's so unreasonable. Why offer to pay his fare back to New York, but he refuses to sleep in an upper berth? Oh, well, that is unreasonable. Of course it is. After all, how much room does Dennis Day take up? <laughs> what do you say, Harry? Well... Now, come I... with me, we'll get a million laughs. Well, to tell the truth, Jack, I'd rather stay here and get a million smiles. Rather get smiles? Yes, I would. How do you go about it? Very simple. <laughs> do it like this. Ladies and gentlemen, to help get a smile you can be really proud of, decide now to change to iPana toothpaste and gum massage. Because firm, healthy gums are mighty important to sound teeth and sparkling smiles. And iPana toothpaste is not only unsurpassed for cleaning and brightening teeth, but when used with massage, it's especially designed to help stimulate and strengthen gums, to help keep them from becoming susceptible to gum trouble. So, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you follow this simple, healthful routine? Regularly brush your teeth with Ipana toothpaste. And every time you do, put a little extra Ipana on your brush or fingertips and massage it on your gum. So get a tube of Ipana from your druggist tomorrow. And remember, the government says we can't buy toothpaste of any kind without turning in an empty tube. So don't forget to take an empty metal tube of some kind with you when you ask for your Ipana toothpaste. <laughs> Dinah, Dinah, where's Jack Benny? He went into your dressing room to comb his hair. That's silly. He could have left it here and I'd have combed it. <laughs> Mr. Cantor, maybe I shouldn't mention this, but, well, Jack Benny's been trying to hire me for his program. What? And Harry, too. No. Yeah. After I won, I'll fix him and I'll fix him good. What, what are you doing, Mr. Cantor? You said he's in my dressing room? Yeah. I'm going to phone in there and pretend that I'm Rochester. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny! Is it Rochester, boss? I'm quitting. I got a very lucrative offer from Eddie Cantor. Well, of all the cheap tricks, the minute my back is turning, tries to steal my cash. You can't trust anybody these days. Ain't it the truth? Rochester. <laughs> Rochester, you're making a big mistake going to work for Cantor. Why, he'll never pay you as much as I owe you. <laughs> Rochester, working for me, you got a future. Why do you want to leave? Frankly, boss, I'd rather work for a younger man. <laughs> younger? Why, Candor's old enough to be my father. And if I was a girl, he probably would be. 
Rochester, your mind's made up. I mean, you finally decided to leave me? That's right. Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye, Candor. <laughs> Well, I'll go into the dressing room now and find out exactly. Hmm. If I could only find someone here who isn't loyal, a guy that would stoop to anything, a complete stinker. <laughs> How do you do? We're <laughs> going to Mad Russia. Comrade, I am your man. For 12 years, I've been working for Kemper, and now. Yes? I am revolting. <laughs> you certainly are. What's that? Nothing. Russian, I don't understand. You've been with me so long. Why do you want to leave me to go to work for Jack Benny? Because I like him. I like him. I like him. I owe him a debt of gratitude. You see, many years ago, back in Moscow, I am sitting with my girl. We are tuning in on the radio. And we are hearing... Love in blooming. I am holding her hand. I can smell the chrysanthemum is right in the air. <laughs> and then, my dear friend, I propose, Mr. Benny, that's why I am grateful to you. You mean, you mean your girl said yes? No, the music was so bad she killed herself. Thank you. <laughs> Not either. I'm practicing to be a ventriloquist. Shirley's been teaching me. Oh, you mean Shirley Dinsdale, a little 15-year-old ventriloquist? Yeah, and when she comes back next week from San Francisco, she's going to give me my second lesson. And after that, I'll come up to the microphone, and without even moving my lips, I'll be able to say, ladies and gentlemen, it's worth your while to know how much faster Sal Hepatica helps you feel better when you wake up in the morning feeling headachy and out of sorts due to the need of a laxative. Because then Sal Hepatica brings speedy, gentle relief, usually within an hour. So you don't have to put off till night taking the laxative you need in the morning. You don't have to risk feeling miserable all day. Sparkling Sal Hepatica has this advantage, too. Sal Hepatica also helps sweeten an upset stomach by helping to reduce excess gastric acidity. So get a bottle of Sal Hepatica from your druggist tonight or tomorrow. And any time you need a laxative, morning, noon, or night, see how much faster you feel better when you take gentle, speedy Sal Hepatica. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jack Benny on his violin and me with my golden voice give you our interpretation of Ida. Ida, sweet as apple, Ida. Silver in moonlight, of love will whisper 
should use I panna. That's the wish of Eddie Canna. Seem go and live without you. Listen, oh honey, right. you. Ida, I idolize ya. I long to love you, Ida. Need I? Greatness flakes are good and crunchy for your breakfast or your lunchy. Love you, Ida. Need I do? Ladies and gentlemen, and please don't forget the two products that make this program possible. Ipana for the smile of beauty, Sal Hepatica for the smile of health. Ipana, Sal Hepatica. Now remember, I love to spend each one day with you. As friend to friend, I'm sorry, it's true. I'm telling, ladies and 